So that's world class singer. I'm a freak by Jocelyn. <laughs> I, I've never met a, a a girl under 25 who's named Jocelyn. I definitely went to school with Jocelyn's, and in my mind, a Jocelyn is like someone who ate glue all the time. <laughs> I don't mean that and pejoratively. By- and by the way, it's just for the record, you're the only one out of the two of us who was able to make it through more than half an episode of that show. Okay, I just finished The Idol. Um, that show is a train wreck. Uh, it is misogynistic. Uh, a mess. But we did get world-class singer, I'm a fr- sinner, <laughs> I'm a freak, by mm-hmm. Lily Rose Depp out of it, and about three other good tracks, including... Um, that one with The Weeknd and Madonna and Playboy Cardi called Problem. That one's hot. Is she related to uh, Mimi, Mimi Rose Howard from uh, season four girls? <laughs> um, All right. I just who, want to apologize, though. We've not recorded yeah. in 23 weeks. Um, what, has <laughs> happened in the, what has happened in the last 23 weeks, Amir? Uh, just had a little baby, but, uh, but uh, who's, ca- who's counting? Thank you so much. This feels like a Red Scare plot twist. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't quite the plot twist. I mean, if you've been following even, uh, loosely and lightly our social media exchanges, you would have been able to piece together the, uh, yeah. If you can decipher Taylor Swift Easter eggs um, throughout her eras, then you should have figured out that Amir had a baby. If you've attended a Taylor Swift eras concert in adult diapers <laughs> and a uh, a um, bath towel over your head because you've told your boss that you were sick that day. <laughs> um, if you were not invited to the Renaissance tour by a friend of yours... <laughs> In uh, Dubai, Warsaw, <laughs> Warsaw, <clears throat> or if uh, you've uh, attended the uh, white party for <laughs> July Fourth, and where was that Malibu? Uh, the Hamptons at Michael okay. Rubin's estate. Oh, it wasn't on the West Coast. No, it just looks like a spec mansion uh, in the Hollywood Hills, but it was in the oh, Hamptons. True. It just it looked a level of tacky that I um, like mostly associated with the West Coast. Yeah, it looks like every Selling Sunset house rolled into one. Yeah, I there's not a, an amount of money in the world that you could pay me to attend that party. Whatever happened to the P Diddy white party? That's the white party I always knew. Oh right, yeah. I think half of them are in prison for life now. <laughs> what or like some some like trashy white party circuit party yeah uh they're all in the grave now um mm-hmm. anyway we're back better than after, ever after a uh after a um non-transformative hiatus <laughs> we're still immature or i think we can just fast forward to the end of the episode or a quips are the same or a uh so upset by the same things annoyed by the same things um, um 
guess what else hasn't changed? I guess we could just wrap it up now. Like the new Venice Biennial. Who cares? Theme, theme announced. It's like us recording an episode in 2021. It's like yeah. nothing's new under the sun. Yeah, um, as I as I tweeted when that post was made about the yeah, I was looking the for theme. your tweet just to uh, gather some information for this episode. I know, but I just have so many like dumpy tweets. I mean, like if the <laughs> server will handle my requests, I'll go back and find them. You mean threads or yeah. tweets? <laughs> By the way, I'm on Blue Sky. If anyone wants to follow me there, uh, I'm on Threads, but uh, yeah. Also, uh, the blue sky font choice is atrocious, as are the icons. Um, I haven't even explored it. Oh, yeah. So the 2024 Venice Biennale has a theme, Foreigners Everywhere, an allusion to a Claire Fontaine work paying homage to an anarchist collective. Uh, sounds chat GPT derived. The show yeah. will be a celebration of the foreign, the distant, the outsider, the queer, as well as the indigenous. And so I quote tweeted that saying, this is literally every biennial theme, which is true. Um, it's like everything and nothing all at once. So, yeah. So you see nothing changed. Yeah. There is some comfort in a world where nothing changes, you know, which can something yeah. to rely on kind of how we came in one end of the pandemic and emerged like nothing had happened or changed yeah basically also it reminds me that i was once years ago offered to babysit claire fontaine's children <laughs> um during i guess a stint in town working on a show at um, what's that gallery that closed down in chelsea metro pictures oh, okay yeah. Well, Claire Fontaine also sounds like someone I would have gone to school with. <laughs> Seriously. Jo- Jocelyn, Jocelyn's older sister. Yeah, Jocelyn Fontaine um, then went on to Glenlawn Collegiate. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, what have you, what have you been up to? I sold my house. Which, oh, thank you. Anyone who has been with us um, from episode one, the little thoughts, um, <laughs> will know that's where we started. I was living in that house full time. Um, oh, true. Yes, it was that fall of the pandemic, 2020. Look how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Have and, we? <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> the pandemic burnt me out from living there. And... <laughs> I have now sold it. I'm on to bigger and better things, except I'm living with my parents right now and I'm almost 40 feeling very George Costanza, but I'm embracing (laughs) it. But, uh, look how well it turned out for George though. True. I mean, living with his parents was transitory and he emerged victorious out of that experience. True. And he did get to work at Yankee stadium. Yeah, true. Who knows? Uh-huh. Maybe this will be the summer of Pshemek. Thanks. You get well, to uh, bite into a whole <laughs> chunk of cheese. Uh. <laughs> I mean, honestly, kind of was. So I went on that amazing trip with um, Mother of the Pod, David <laughs> Fearman. We miss you, Mother. Oh, I thought you were, thought you were referencing JLo's new movie. <laughs> uh, we did our Pan Baltic tour, mm-hmm. starting in Berlin. Onto Warsaw. Any Vil- good hookers? 
Um, <laughs> on to Vilnius. <laughs> <laughs> on to, not me, on to Riga, <laughs> and then on to Tallinn, Estonia. Mm-hmm. I would name all of my daughters those three names. Totally. Riga, I'm, Tallinn, and Estonia. What a, what a triplet. And then you could name your boy Vilno, which is Vilnius in Polish. Oh, yeah. That's a good name. I was too. just uh, rewatching for the uh, one millionth time season four of Girls, as alluded in the beginning of the episode, and we just we we realized Jordan and I that Hannah's dad is named Tad, and Jordan asked, <laughs> well, he what is gay." Tad could be sh- yeah, what Tad could be short for, and I was like, "Tadeusz." Isn't oh, it? totally, <laughs> <laughs> totally Tadek. What else would it be? What else would it be short for? Totally Tad. Tad is such a bottom name, and like. Isn't that what yeah. he didn't he end up being a bottom? Was that discussed? I feel like it was. Uh, yeah, sort of. My, my also, husband's a bottom. <laughs> that uh, those are such good like scenes between him and Lor- Lorraine <laughs> when he comes out to her. Anyways, I totally forgot that in se- the beginning of season four, there's the whole arc where Hannah subs at this high school in mm. the city or whatever, and the girl she befriends, the high school where she befriends. <laughs> is a uh, Judd Apatow's daughter who's also in uh-huh, Euphoria. Is that Maude Apatow? Maude, Maude Apatow, yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, I could not pick her out of a... What do you call it? A perp line? <laughs> a... Uh, a dirt lineup. Line. <laughs> yeah, a lineup. Um, yeah, no, I mean, she's a, she's a classic Nepo baby. She's a good actress to a certain extent, but, like, she's a classic Nepo baby. Well, uh, after watching like, The Idol, I would like to watch Euphoria finally, because I do like the shot on not, film aesthetic. <laughs> I mean, The Idol is such a far cry from what Euphoria <laughs> was able to achieve. And listen, I was I was like ready to hate on Euphoria when it came out, because first of all, excuse me, the uh, format is, a, uh, is Israeli, and I remember watching it. I feel like we're, look at us, we haven't recorded in 23 weeks and are already recycling chewed up conversation <laughs> topics. I, I watched the original like over a decade ago when it came out in Israel. And so then when the American version came out, it was like, oh, whatever, another, another like the watered down reboot yeah. or whatever, like they did with uh, In Treatment. Do you remember that show on HBO? No, but I do it's... know the Polish version of The Nanny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, random. <laughs> no, I sent you photos uh, yesterday. Oh, was that Polish? I thought you yeah, were just yeah. screenshot. Sh- no, 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 that's the Polish version of the name. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, by the way, I I've clicked the my like my one like the only TikTok link in a year I'm willing to click <laughs> that you've sent me now that I don't have the app on my phone anymore cuz like the the journey of having to open it on my Safari is just so arduous that I like Oh, I got in a fight with former friend of the pod, Ika, over that. <laughs> Wait, is he former friends of yours? Or? No, no, no. We're still friends. I'm just saying he's a former friend of the pod because he never listens. Okay. And then and then, um, in the group chat. If only chat, you knew how much he, uh, his name is mentioned. I know. He's probably one of the most mentioned people on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he was up in arms about the links I would send to the group chat. He's like, do you know what it takes to open these? And I'm like, yeah, bitch, that's what you should download it. (laughs) 
I, uh, it's actually, it's not your fault. It's their fault for, or, or Apple's fault or whatever for oh, creating these annoying so. thumbnails. Also, like, we we don't need to see all the hashtags. I know. Or whatever in the, like, the little thumbnail thing. It's not necessary. Also, Twitter needs, needs to, like, figure out their, oh my God. their hyperlinks or whatever. Because sometimes when you send in an iMessage, it just, like, puts a, a tiny bubble that says Twitter.com. It's like a mystery <laughs> link. Um. Anyway, um, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. I'd ask oh for recommendations, God. but it's like too short notice for people to chime in. Will you go to the Bacchanal buffet? Where is that? I think it's Caesar's Palace because it makes sense with the name. I think it's there. Uh, it looks like the nicest buffet in town. Hmm. You should. Let's you should see. do that one. I think that's what you should do. It's either that or you go to the Martha Stewart restaurant. <laughs> we already have reservations for like allegedly one of the best steakhouses in that. Oh, part of the, the one state. that's kind of like 50s or 60s looking? No, it's like outside the city. Whatever that means. I've never been there. It's very hard for me to tell like, like, what the city terrain oh, looks like or but feels it's not like, like I, downtown Las Vegas. No, no, it's it's north it's northeast oh, of interesting. Paradise or whatever. Uh and we're expecting, like, Jesus, next week is going to be, like, 46 degrees during Celsius. the day. Celsius, yeah, which is, like, what, 111? I wish you had time to go to Hoover Dam. It's so amazing. We might do that. It's just, like, in it's going to be 40 degrees tomorrow during the day. Yeah. I, there's similar heat like that in Israel on the very southern tip in Eilat, but, like, I haven't been there in almost yeah. 20 years. And so they say it's dry, but still it's, like... I don't know what it means. For I mean, my, even like, 36 degrees and dry heat is really, really hot. Yeah. It's, I don't know what it, what it means for yeah. my Ashkenazi skin. Like we <laughs> went to Connecticut over the weekend with a baby to see family and we were on the beach and I'm like all lobstered up. Oh, I saw girl. You need to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's um, those fucking, it's those fucking sprays. Like I always, uh, I don't know why I have such confidence in those sprays. And then like, I know. 12 hours later at home, I see all these like patches where it actually caught yeah. on and the rest is just red. The problem is it always just like blows away in the air as you spray it. Right. I've given up on the sprays. Um, um, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm approaching 40. I need to like mind my facial and mm-hmm. the integrity of my facial complexion. Um, well, also, you are wifed up, so I mean, you can. Uh... It has it has nothing to do with it. I just like, yeah, I don't know. I I I aim to like retain a semblance of youth, it's in spite of all of it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I also, just. Oh, sorry. Also, I went to see. That's another. It's another story. I went to see. Uh, what I thought would be an early show of Sky Ferreira <laughs> last week with a friend of the pod, Taylor. Oh my God. It was a fucking whole festival thing at the Knockdown Center, which, first of all, takes like 40 minutes to get to. Uh, like, why the hell it's in Mess, Mass, Mess Peth? I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce that place. It's like at the far edges of the, like, the armpit of of queens whatever and it was a whole festival thing with like Uffy, which was pretty cool and some other really shitty bands and i just got to spend like six hours 
surrounded by like Gen Z, what felt like a um, just like some form form of like earthly punishment. And then after waiting for like six and a half hours with Sky Ferrer not coming on, it was just like, okay, I have to go home to the baby. Oh no! So I never got to see Sky. Um, but, um, what's your Gen Z mood report? What's the vibe? Um, so I documented it with some candid, sneaky photography, just so I had <laughs> would have some recollection. Um, I I don't want to disparage them. They already seem to be pretty self disparaging, just by the way they express themselves aesthetically. Um. I there's a, there's a true art to their assemblages. <laughs> the way they look is just a um, I don't know, man. Like I'm all for body positivity, but like a a little bit of shame would not hurt them. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> there's just I'm looking I'm looking through the pictures again. There's not a, a single top pants or whatever that that like that flatters them. Yeah. Um, and also like it just makes you realize that New York is really like what's what's the best way to describe it? New York really thinks it's the shit in so many <laughs> in so many respects, and like the the sad reality is that like it's not particularly fashionable. People are not particularly good looking on the like default here, just because it's the center of culture or whatever doesn't mean that. By default, you are also one of those things. And so people really ride the coattails of a lot of, like, you know, the history, the city's cachet, basically. But everyone at the show was just, like, ugly, really unfashionable. <laughs> it uh, sounds like Berlin. <laughs> it's like a parallel universe, yeah, Berlin. It's yeah. like, yeah, people thinking they look hot, but... um, Just so many fucking, like, uh, uh, what's her name from the DNC type curls debbie wasser yeah debbie schultz wasserman wasserman schultz everyone looks like an ugly version of that jewelry designer from and just like that (laughs) yeah totally um everyone has like aussie botanical spray gel or whatever it's called yeah um by the way i'm very ordinary and that's why i dress ordinary i don't try to polish a turd yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's also funny because like you know when you're in high school you're like you know you dress uh you dress you dress to draw attention but at the same time you re- you reject it or you repel you're like oh why are they all looking at me <laughs> yeah um, exactly and yeah, when sense, you look like a degrassi character <laughs> yeah not even i mean they look even worse um i had another quip about them but it's it's eluding me right now um i don't know they just like the first thing i I said to my friend when we got there, it's like, why the fuck do they all look so frumpy? Yeah, I mean, it's like intentional frump. Like, I don't know. <sighs> oh, and another thing is they they were so fucking high. Like every every other kid in like their their nineteen or twenty one or whatever brought this like huge bong with them or whatever. <laughs> like, don't you want to at least for like five minutes live in the moment? Yeah. Uh. It's pretty gross. I have, I mean, I'll start having like more faith in this generation when they start producing some like you know memorable cultural moments. But for or like the time get jobs, being, 
I don't even care about that. I'm like, just someone has to pay your social um, security later on in life. Yeah, sure. But like, I, I'm willing to put all that aside the minute they start producing some like valuable cultural moments. But in the meantime, they're all with their fucking elf bar, cowboy boots, and like really misshapen. Everything's just fucking misshapen. I'll gladly share the uh, pictures oh on our Instagram. Uh, Is elf bar anyways, that like vape? Yeah. Oh, that to me is just so offensive. Like, one-time use lithium batteries going in the garbage. Yeah. It's, uh, it just, I don't know. There's something accelerationist about this generation where it's like, they have taken all a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, all pathologies to the extreme, basically. Something's got to uh. tip over at some point or another. Also, just like have sex with each other a little bit because they, they, I don't know. Sexless. They don't, they don't, yeah, they're, they're sexless. It's a um, sad affair, I tell you. I know every generation shits on the next one, but. Yeah, but they're like all up on hating millennials, and it's like, I don't know, what's the problem? <laughs> like, yeah, once again, all, all will be forgiven the minute they start a, uh, you know, partaking in culture in a, like a uh, con- in a way that contributes to it uh i'm sure there's some geniuses among them and i'm very excited to see what they have to uh yeah. offer to this uh, society yeah uh with that being said i am not returning to the knockdown center I, I feel like one a visit once every like 10 years or so the previous one was for like some offshoot of the new york art book fair it's just so fucking far also the names have you ever been there knockdown center like yeah it's a really nice venue, but it's just like you might as well like go to Philadelphia to see a Sky Ferreira show from New York or whatever. Anyway, I love Sky Ferreira. I love her first album. I would just love to see a proper tour. Much like I would just love to see a proper Lana tour. Oh, yeah. Not this festival nonsense. God, a festival is just so... I, I really should have known better. First of all, who has the stamina? <laughs> I mean, like if you're not 21. Second of all, once you got in, they wouldn't let you go out again. There's yeah. no food there. Yeah, we it'd be different up, if you were outdoors and there was like festival yeah. grounds. Um, we had to like we we like resorted to uh, getting bathroom candy from the, the guy <laughs> at the bathroom who was selling candy at a fucking off bar. Oh my god. Um. Anyways, I can't say that I particularly had a good time, but we did leave right in the nick of time because it started really thunderstorming. Good. Five minutes after I left. Anyways, I am very happy to go see Miranda Lambert in Vegas on Saturday with friend of the pod, Sage, who... Hey, Sage. I guess Spotify or whatever will alert her when this episode drops. <laughs> I wish um, I could join you guys. Yes, you'll be sorely missed. Because we've talked about Vegas for years. Yes. One day we're going, we'll go see one of the other residency shows. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe when Leah Michelle travels with Funny Girl, which I saw yesterday, <laughs> to Vegas, maybe we'll we'll go catch her. Or maybe um, when Lana does her Vegas residency one, yeah. one day. It's funny, just for shits and giggles, I looked up the Beanie Feldstein like promo for Funny Girl. Oh and God. boy, what a what a miscasting. I mean, it's insane the drama surrounding the show to then end up 
kind of the obvious choice. Yeah, the obvious choice. <laughs> but also the obvious choice is actually good and not just like the desperate theater kid that was gunning for it in the most obvious yeah. way. Um what she, a historic Broadway moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean Beanie Feldstein uh am I getting her name right? Because I feel like we've been Feldman messing with her name. Feldstein. Cause we had our own Beanie. version for her name. It is Feldstein. Oh, okay. Yeah, you called I her just, Edie Finkelstein. Edie Finkelstein, yeah, because I'm on autopilot, yeah. so I don't even know right from wrong at this point. Yeah. Um, Noted lesbian um, <laughs> actor, Beanie Feldstein. Yeah. She just saw, she kind of gives off this vibe like Vanessa Bear doing a theater kit on SNL. I don't know if that rings a bell for you. You can look uh, it up. Yes, yes. They look alike. Yeah. Um, also, the guy who, are you familiar with the movie or the the original musical? No. You should watch it. It's a really, really good movie. Even if you're not a Barbara Streisand fan, it's like, it's like there's a lot of good songs in it. There's the plot is like tacky and corny enough, but there's also like Barbara's like edge that really enli- like enhances it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, there was somebody else playing the role of Nikki Arnstein yesterday, who's like the you know the love her love a uh, interest her husband and the guy was just like, well I'm not gonna get into it. He was just like not a very good singer he looked like what's the guy's name who plays superman in the movie caldwell something mm-hmm. it's like this all-american hunk who plays superman uh henry M- anyways henry henry clack McCall- like, what's superman. wrong with us henry K- K- cavill 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 oh henry cavill yeah yeah. Anyways, he was just like big like that. He, was, he he danced a little like he was a little clunky. His register yeah. wasn't like that great. He had a very like nice affectatious like fifties voice, like from an old Acme commercial uh, or something. I have a ju- Justice for theater, bro, getting into Broadway again. I have to say, what's that? I said justice for theater, bro, getting into Broadway. Yeah, I mean, you know who I mean. Yes. <laughs> and then randomly while waiting for you to log on, I was watching uh, like Hamilton cast visiting the White House oh from like 15 years ago or whatever. And it's just, oh my God. Oh my God. We um, should be sponsored by Playbill. Um. <laughs> what is the history of Playbill? That's something I'm not going to belabor you with that, but... Um. I really love the format. It's really You know, the cute. format is iconic. I mean, remember on yeah. The Nanny, it was just like a wall of playbills. Yeah. And like, I think Rosie O'Donnell would talk about her like playbill collection. Yeah. A lesbian um, into Broadway. Interesting. Um, what, else is, what else has been happening in the art world that I, uh, I feel like nothing really, right? No. I mean, I feel like the art world is more and more irrelevant. Um, I'm more into mass arts and culture, for example, yeah um did you know that there's a tunnel under ocean boulevard has has made a major mark on my life um it has fully turned me into a lanistan since we've last talked a lanny yeah i'm a lanolator um i i really tried to get into it so we can be on the same page but she lost me somewhere around fucking norman rockwell no i know but this album's amazing. Anyway, I won't belabor the point, but 
there's it some really tr- it really troubles me when something is like allegedly that good and so many people are enjoying it and i'm unable to hear it like it's <laughs> it's sex range just to me it like signals that i have some like uh, a wiring issue you know it's okay it's it's not for everyone no um I just, just want to be I agree- really- <laughs> agreeable and a people pleaser. So I just really love the album. So that's been major in my life. Um, another album you've not been into that was really major in my life when it came out was the Miley album, which uh, me and mother yeah, was a bit of a, th- a thud. It, yeah, it was not an amazing album. But um, again, on this Pan Baltic escapade, we were really pumping that album. Oh, yeah. And, well, those uh, Baltic sensibilities uh, <laughs> are just different. I try not to uh, be a colonizer in all arenas and countries. So, um, um, I really like the song "Jaded" off of it um, mm-hmm. from the Lana album. I really love Paris, Texas, and um, Grand. I was able to enjoy one song that, that "Say Yes to Heaven" single that she. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, she but that's an old with song. Those, with the, Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's something that's like been bubbling around the corners on the internet for ages. And oh, there's like a, a demo fucking that sped up version. Yeah, can, can they stop doing I that? Know. Nobody needs to hear that. But also, I let's oh, sorry. Send our best wishes to uh, the original mother who's currently recovering <laughs> in her Upper East Side mansion. We love you, Madonna. Better, uh, better not to uh, cancel the show. I have tickets to. Oh my God! Grandmother, please stand on the shoulders <laughs> of our mother while she's deep sea fishing. Also, just to be really frank about why we haven't recorded in twenty three weeks, somebody and you know who you are has taken away our Artnet News <laughs> login credentials. And so we are now left without access to the most, the most top quality premium content. Do you think he deauthorized us? Or like, I don't. No, I don't think he did that because we were just using his login credentials. I don't see a reason why Ardnet News would like prompt you to either, uh, you know, update your password or change your login information. So this this must have been like. Some petty, vindictive. What? No, I don't believe no, that. I'm, would do ki- that. I'm kidding. But like, why else would it happen? It's not like a Netflix. Maybe they caught on. Maybe they're like uh, caught on to what? We, we we've detected multiple IP address attempts. Yeah, is that a commonplace in the? Uh... Why do these? Uh, why do these businesses even bother? Though it's like, how many people could be even reading Artnet News? Or subscribing yeah. or paying for pro features. Like this industry is a drop in the bucket compared to any other industry. It's insane. Right. Also, they have enough partner uh, features to, I guess, pay some of the bills. But also like Ardenet News just like turn into like you're you're already like on the cusp of being like the New York Post of the art world. So just like lean a little deeper into that yeah but i'd rather just get the the juicy gossip from page six um and crazy days and nights who ran a chloe wise blind item did they <laughs> yeah they did um, oh, i didn't realize that it was like this this a plus list artist which like okay girl you clearly planted this um allegedly mm-hmm. um is is offshoring her works to china 
to like the i mean do we need an expose about it all it all all it took was just to have two 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 eyes eyes. (laughs) yeah look at it looks like and you you got into a i feel like you got into a social media exchange about that oh with um twitter icon marissa um nerd spring break she loved Mm -hmm. that um she found the blind item and posted on twitter and i could not stop Mm -hmm. laughing and we had a a little back and forth which was funny right uh about the dauphin painting village (laughs) oh right is that the guy i saw i saw recently a a feature about this guy who makes these like hyper realistic like pictures of like cabbages or stuff like that in that village in china um is his name um who's that sean kelly artist with the tacky paintings maybe you know what i'm talking about oh Um, men on horseback gilded frames oh kahinda wiley (laughs) yeah wait he has what's wrong with me He has his, uh, I thought you were just testing me in no, my memory, I'm which like is now brain farting. God. Yeah. Um, didn't he just open a show or something like that? I'm like, at Sean Kelly. Yeah. And then there was this like, um, God. highly produced video clip. Um, oh my God. I just scrolled past your zoomer expose. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I did. I did take the baby to see Matthew Barney's uh, show in a studio in Long Island City. Uh, it was not just the day the show closed, but it was also the last screening cycle at like from three to four. So it was a. Uh, sorry, Jordan's back home and is producing a lot of background noise. Hey, right Jordan. Now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had such a nice time. It was a really hot and humid day, but like she was just an angel in there i even changed her diaper on the floor of his studio oh my god i love that so you huge warehouse um i will say though i love his work this is not his finest moment per se mostly because of the subject matter it's, it's just like not not particularly my cup of tea it was very like um football like aesthetics among other things Oof. i just don't connect to it that much but I just I I I love his like I'm not going to say uh, I'm not going to like um I'm not going to say Tom Sachs but like you know that oh, just God. like that self delusion of that particular slice of his generation translating into work that is like grand like that anyways I don't know where I'm going with this I enjoy his work in general I didn't particularly enjoy this show but there was a novelty to taking the baby to see a show and having her actually open her eyes for it because previously i took her to see josh klein's show at the whitney which i was which i was really ready to not enjoy but we actually really enjoyed it uh it was just like experiential for you like now that my brain is at reduced capacity for like you know intake of information and output of things um i like i need are to be experiential to a certain extent is he a franz klein nepo baby <laughs> same same spelling <laughs> perhaps um, um but it is it is kind of it is the swan song of that whole like this you know era i think yeah. his work should really cap it off i don't want to see any more of that generation's work maybe yeah. in like 30 years and like 
a look back onto like niche moments that were you know out overstated in our with outsourced production constantly um sorry i found the blind item can i just read it (laughs) yeah um okay so marissa baldassaro who's uh an icon in the tri-state area tweeted chinese slaves can't even make her paintings good oh my god and then it was a reddit screenshot um i want tea on chloe wise i used to like her and her work but now i feel like she is just another rich and out of touch art world socialite frolicking around europe in the hamptons an undeniably good painter though and someone replies she outsources her paintings to china and then a deleted person replies, wait, what? How does this work? And then someone replies about the Dauphin Village, and that's where namely Chloe Wise and Candy Wiley do blah, blah, blah. And then so Marissa replies to all that with, my friend sent me this, and I find it hilarious. There's a blind item about it, too. I don't know if it's true, nor do I care. And it's from that like messy as fuck site, Crazy Days and Nights, which is like, home of every celebrity blind item and they were just in court over a blind item uh so june 11th 2023 blind items revealed number one if you were wondering how this a minus list north of the border artist manages to travel the world all the time and seemingly not do any painting but still churns out lots of paintings each year ask her about china she outsources the paintings to china and then claims it as her own chloe wise but there's all these like videos that she posts on social media where she like paints the painting. Oh, I'm sure she she paints some of them or knows how to paint, and I'm wouldn't doubt if uh, they were also like being outsourced. I mean, how do you like? Do you how does it work with that village though? Do you like give them a prompt? How do you? Because I I I'm too much of a control freak to just like relinquish um you know how i want it yeah. to come out exactly like how i don't do think she does it with such precision yeah i'm not saying she does it but like if she did it would be probably easy to provide a sketch or a photo of the person and then be like you know like i'm sure you're probably working with the same person or team and then be like well here's a portrait of this lower east side um hyper sentimental art ho can you just make a painting in the style of this photo and then yeah but you know similar similar with like uh photoshop like generative ai there's it really runs free the minute you like give it a prompt and uh, like oftentimes it misses the mark how do you well because i think that's like ai so ai doesn't have actual intelligence it's just like learning a pattern you know what i mean whereas like a human if you were like here's 20 paintings i've done here's a very clear style i think you know what i mean if like if art was as simple as being able to articulate how you want it to come out then a lot of people the articulate ones um at least would be able to create really compelling nice looking art no no i think it's more like a technical execution issue like right but if this was like a a supply chain kind of like 
I'm able to put in an order with a capable producer, then yeah. you would have seen it happening more often, right? Or like, why, no, no, it why is, aren't but it they? is happening a lot. It's just we don't know what's happening. You, because th- they're, you they're, think it's pervasive? Yes, because I know people for a fact that do it and don't talk about it that are like notable artists. Right. What about that gallery owner from Berlin who had a show? Did he make the paintings? Uh, which one, Peter? No, I'm not going to say the name because it's gonna, <laughs> it's going to get us into hot water. <laughs> oh you, you know who I'm talking about. Can you write it out to me? <laughs> I can even say it. I feel like enough water is, you know. Oh my God, just say it. Yeah, no, I'm going to type it in. Okay, just type it. <laughs> oh, someone's <clears throat> going to use that like FBI algorithm to like detect the sound of the typing and figure it out. Really? Does it make a different uh, noise? No, no, there is a there is a thing where yeah, it's like depending where the oh god yeah I mean you know what I'm talking about he yes, had that but, solo show yes okay <laughs> and girl like, I think he even like paraded the fact that he wasn't yeah one. but I I met her I met the because that's like that's like what a lot of artists do you know you hire like a, an assistant to paint for you locally. Right. That's Maybe what, I should do that too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one thing. No, but a friend of mine just did do a whole Dauphin <laughs> village thing and said it was like 500 bucks a painting and has sold the works for like 5,000 yeah. each times like 20 paintings. And in the last couple of months has made like tons of money. So like um, it's it's a thing, but then there's like big people doing it. Um, no names mentioned. Uh, yeah. Sorry, just type something to a mirror. Um, <laughs> but so it's like happening on that level. It's happening with other artists, and it's like anything. Like if you're working with a contractor and you just explain enough, like what it's supposed to look like, and especially if they've like done it to your liking already, they know what the rest should be like. Because they have like the human kind of like I, processing of like I would not trust it. To me, it would be like it'll come out like a uh, an interior on uh, Properties <laughs> Brothers. But like, okay, Chloe Wise's paintings have that quality though. It's like I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm sure she. But paints. I thought that was of her own like failed making. I don't think it's failed making. Like she knows how to paint quote unquote but it's like also if you go to like an acrylics class in an art store people paint that way too right so it's i mean like, i had i had a studio visit with friend of the pod the other uh the other day and he mentioned that we were talking about her god knows how we got to talking about her uh he said that uh, most of all the things that bothers her about bothers him about her work is that it just feels really distracted well i mean she's distracted so <laughs> yeah um yeah anyway, ju- like, justice for more yeah. deserving um <laughs> canadian artists and i don't mean myself mm-hmm. uh getting accolades <laughs> who don't have super rich parents um oh also did you see that uh apropos artists of, of notoriety and fans you see who uh just announced their divorce uh who uh, Ricky Martin and husband, <laughs> oh artist God. husband, Jawan, Wawan. Oh my God! It's like mm-hmm. those falling apart canvases. Um, <laughs> well, I honestly, didn't had, I didn't realize Ricky Martin had two 
he had a set of twins from a previous whatever. Oh, yeah. On top of the two kids they've had together. Okay, but remember that thing that went down with that nephew? The, uh, the, the, the alleged, like, alleged I word. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure after all that drama, it's like movedon.com. Sorry, there's a lot of a, a conversation <laughs> happening on iMessage while we're recording. Yeah. We're stretching well, my capacities yeah. to multitask then. <laughs> well, if maybe our listenership went up and we could have a Patreon, we could have a bonus Patreon episode that's paywalled where we could talk shit. Yeah. Ah, I have um, no idea who that is, Amir. Um, but that's okay. We'll, yeah. we'll discuss um, off camera. Yeah. Um, anyway. You know what? I think a future format, though, is we could collaborate on Instagram Reels or TikToks. <laughs> I I'm not going. I'm not going there. You know. I'm sorry. I my like my face on moving images. It's like <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I've become very self uh, self aware of my. Uh, we can get an actor to portray you. Or um, some deep fake, yeah. I, I'm just, I've become very self-conscious now uh, in my middle life crisis. Come it's, on. Uh, You're like hotter than ever. Thanks. It's, I'm uh, the- I've put on some weight. I am underslept to the extent that we can be underslept because she is also, sleeping pretty well. <laughs> You're a father now. It's not about you anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but like, it, it's like you know, it's like in a, when you get into a, it, it's like the perpetual motion of a car crash. Yeah. Where like, just because the car crashed and stopped doesn't mean your body just doesn't want to keep repelling. It's it's hard. We've been through some like major <laughs> mental oh. like adjustments that are not in sync with you know how we want yeah. things to be. Just it's, don't get lip filler, easy. please. I I will not get that. I. I would just, uh, the only thing I haven't considering is getting Ozempic, but it requires so much like, oh my bitch, do not get Ozempic. You do not need Ozempic. (laughs) I just, I need, I need to like shave off an edge, you know, but it just requires so much like low key lying to Jordan, my PCP, because trust you me, if I really wanted to get my hands on Ozempic, I I would be able to, but I just, I would have to do it in like hiding and it involves like injections and so that's like that's a, a step too far for me oh yeah like um i think you're gonna find so needles Ozempic around the house now, and so think he... you're a junkie or on the juice yeah maybe <laughs> i'll just head down to kingston philadelphia and mingle with the other um the thing is you yeah. look amazing and if you want to shave off a few pounds just reduce your caloric intake by 500 calories a day i don't want to though nor do I have the like Jordan's doing some like he's preparing me for Vegas he's doing some oh like full lap dancing uh, <laughs> um, some ooh, cr- I should take Sage on the uh, you need to go see strippers I, no no I should uh, he <laughs> yes. just left such a water ring on the on the wooden table he does not respect wood you you have a baby now like you cannot worry about <laughs> water rings on wooden tables <laughs> he doesn't respect wood <laughs> Um, anyways, I should take Sage on the, uh, what's that Elizabeth Berkeley movie? Oh my God. Um, Showgirls. Show, yeah. Yes. We should go on a Showgirls uh, tour. You should get, you should do a Showgirls tour. You should go see strippers, get her a lap dance. 
Get yourself a lap dance. Go to the Versace store. The Versace store at like um, <laughs> shops at Caesar's Palace or whatever it's called. The mall there. We're, I mean, it's even creepier because we're staying at the uh, Mandalay Bay where the uh, the mass Mandalay. shooter. Mandalay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever happened to uh, <laughs> Tiffany Thiessen? Thiessen? Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Um, Thiessen. Again, sounds like a Winnipeg hoe. seriously the mennonites are like controlling that city so well she's from long beach long beach california how is she only 49 uh (laughs) my my single long bitch drops tomorrow it's so depressing to see how some of these like stars of our like lark Voorhees. (laughs) oh shit just knocking over a beer like Mark Paul Gosselar. Gosselar, who's half Asian, I just learned. No, he also didn't age. He like he aged perfectly fine. It's just I don't want to look at him. Brian Austin Green, Carol Potter, who plays Brendan in a uh, from nine oh two and oh. She plays the mother. Oh, she aged well. Oh, I really want to do Tori Spelling. Oh my god! It fell on a hibachi. Now she has toxic mold in the house. It just never <laughs> ends with her. Jason Priestley looks good. Oh my god! I oh really god. Joe oh. E. Tata from the uh, Peach Pit. Remember him? Yeah. You know who looks that- really good still, um, and has been embroiled in a cheating scandal <laughs> recently. What type of cheating? uh andrew shoe from melrose place oh, so hot yeah he's hot i had such a yeah he looks better than ever and his hussy of uh good morning america our three anchor wife cheated on him right i remember that <laughs> that's like that's where i was made aware of like that he's actually hot now because i just like right he's he was always so hot. I loved him on Melrose Place. His sister. Uh, I mean, that's a, actually it's a pretty good like segue back to our the Vegas uh, weekend. Uh, Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> Elizabeth Shue was in one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies, Leaving Las Vegas, which is uh, maybe we can do that. So in the movie, they like they self destruct by alcoholic and like drug consumption on one during one weekend in las vegas but we can do that with food maybe <laughs> we can like eat ourselves to death oh that's vegas. why you will go to the bacchanal buffet and yeah have the time of your lives <laughs> wasn't she wasn't she in curb elizabeth shoe uh, i don't know she's i think she was in a uh she had an appearance made an appearance in uh on curb elizabeth it's really touching Shoe. when siblings both uh pop off yeah, and they, yeah, she definitely she plays George George's love interest on the Seinfeld reboot on Curb. Oh, Re- yeah, remember yeah. it now? Yeah, the reboot. The officer, yeah. the officer uh, Krupke <laughs> episode. Yeah. Oh that my God, cool. Curb! Uh, their last season's coming up. Is that so? Yeah, I'm really sad actually because I think it's still great. Yeah. 
it's gotten a little too polished i mean it's a far cry from it's like early days where it was like <laughs> horrid candid camera shot stuff. on a mini dv cam messiness yeah but it's still funny like the writing's good the moments the like the yeah. cameos are good I've just I've hit a point of exhaustion with like cultural consumption. Everything's just either too polished or like I'm not I'm not interested in most stuff anymore. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about like a curb though is it comes back and it's not like everyone's breathless about it. Whereas anything else that appears on HBO, for example, it's just like or sorry, Max now. It's just yeah. like everyone will not stop talking about it, even if it's terrible or just like right. very mid. Um, yeah and if anything i mean to prove my point about nothing new that gets made is of any relevance or even interesting is i saw two really good shows on i got to sneak away to see a couple of shows in tribeca the other week i had a doctor's appointment in the neighborhood oh by the way i should take you to this really good french bakery i sent you pictures of in the (laughs) in the uh building lobby of my pcp uh, Wait, anyways, are you doing I, the drug PCP? <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, there's a really good show at Bordolami that... Uh, wait, it says... Oh, yeah, it opened June 23rd uh, by Tommy Otake, a Japanese artist who's, I guess, deceased. Yeah, she died in 2015 in, a, uh, in Brazil. Just beautiful show that i have to look up the information to be able to talk about cogently uh and another really great show is a 52 walker uh the bob thompson painting show just really beautiful stuff that i recommend going to see oh nice and that that is my that is the 22nd i'm (laughs) willing to allocate to art on this uh platform well, um, my 20 seconds is that um, mother, David Fearman and I really enjoyed the National Museum in Riga. Oh, yeah. Those pictures look beautiful. It's really beautiful there. And there's a really nice renovation of some contemporary elements inserted into the building. You get to go on the rooftop. You get to explore the attic level. And uh, there was all this 20th century work, but the best part was this like 1980s Latvian art exhibition. Uh, We also got to see the, okay, now I have to like rewind my mind. It was the Riga fiber art triennial. And that was really nice too. Like Mm -hmm. there, there were some like obvious schlocky kind of fiber. How can we monetize it? (laughs) Well, we can turn all these things into blankets and sell additions, but <laughs> how but, uh, can we bring it? How can we bring it stateside with the pretense of some exploitation victimhood? <laughs> how can we? How can we dial it up for monetary purposes? Basically, no. There are some really nice works in there, and um, you know, it's a tricky area of the visual arts. And some of it was too obvious where it's like really pushing the boundaries of what textile art means. But mm-hmm. the things that just kind of stuck to the core um, were done really well. So, yeah, there were there were things in there I would love to have on my wall, which to me is always like the, um, you know, the baseline. Right. 
what what would you say some of your compares and contrasts in the uh, Baltics versus um you know your neck of the European woods or um America um okay what the are place? they what are they getting right <laughs> okay um okay so the countries are tiny that was weird like a country of 1.5 million people and half the country lives in the city that's mm-hmm. a bit of a strange experience um which like, like in the arts i mean oh okay sorry uh i can't really ascertain that i mean it's all the same wherever you go in the end i think because even when you look at the show of like 1980s latvian art it's like this could have easily been anywhere else in europe or the states even though people didn't have as easy access to you know what people were doing in real time around them in the end it's you know, but do you feel like do you feel like there's it's 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 tainted to a certain extent by the same like political um like trends that you know affect oh. well the eighties okay the eighties stuff was very much about like you know that political moment so like uh you know like there were photos of like communism those kinds of things like people working and people outdoor in lines and like stuff like that like these kind of very obvious tropes but that's like what was around people so that's what they were kind of concentrating on uh but in this textile art triennial like you know there was kind of the obvious things where it's like about the environment about the war in ukraine you know like Mm -hmm. things like that so there was there was maybe only one vaginal work so (laughs) right did you get any glimpse of more contemporary stuff? Did you guys see any like current shows, um, contemporary shows? In Riga, we went to that space called Kim with a question mark, which I've been aware of like for a decade, but I obviously have never been to. And they had this kind of, uh, you know, like gallery co-op model art fair thing. I can't remember what it's called, but it was, it opened the day we were there, which was a nice surprise. Because we were kind of like, uh, we don't really want to do anything that feels like work. But we ended up going and it was super fun because we ran into these two women from Georgia that David knows. Uh, they run a gallery over there and they're really sweet. And so it was nice meeting them and then met some others. And and like the work was really nice. But again, it's like I can't really say it's going in this direction or that direction because the galleries were like, from Europe, there was one from that gallery. I think it's called Green. It's from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, then that random. like then like what's the one? It's like Misako and Rosen or whatever. The one from mm-hmm. Tokyo. Uh, not sure. It's like the American guy, and then I think his partner. She's Japanese. Um, so it's just like kind of vibe of like you know when you go to Nada, you're like, well, yeah. any of these works could be created anywhere by any of these galleries like they're all kind of interchangeable in the end right so it was like the show was was nice but there was i wasn't like feeling a well if if a direction like what's your impression if the baltics had to like had to show off one one thing they might be good at or to bring to like the international stage what, what would what would it be you think do you think they have anything to offer is it did it feel like provincial? I, mean, I know, like in terms of c- 
contemporary art, I think it would just be the same as anywhere else in Europe. Like I didn't get a sense of any, but that said, we only went to this one place. Like it's summertime. And also there aren't like, it's not that there's many commercial galleries and the institutions we went to didn't have like a contemporary show up. So, right. Like the space Kim had the most contemporary art we saw from the region. But again, it's like, well, someone in Poland could have made this or in Berlin or in London. Mm -hmm. So, it's just this kind of time we live in where unless you're making something like overtly regional or political in some way, that's like very visually obvious Mm -hmm. it, you know, it's like, Oh, there's kind of like a post net aesthetic in this thing. And then like this sculpture made of like found objects and like, you know, right. It's everything's very universal in the contemporary Mm -hmm. art market because this is, in the end, like very market driven. Right. Uh, um, oh, we talked well, about guess, art finally. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to bring up the show at the Brooklyn museum, but I think we can, uh, I think we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> uh, just in a nutshell, what is it? Uh, it's just a stupid fucking show by Hannah Gatsby. Oh, God. Taking, taking us. Oh, we, we could touch on that. Taking a, a stab. Uh, with their strap-on dildo at Pablo Picasso, and oh yeah, all the reviews are <laughs> atrocious. So yeah, so like, what can we say? And it's funny because I'm on their website now, and they've like cherry-picked the like the best uh, testimonials from Time Out. It's Pablo Matic eviscerates with feminist humor. Oh, does it? A needle-pushing exhibition. It's problematic. Really? Encourages a critical view via Gatsby's incisive humor on the narrative around P- Picasso and around the myth-making that feeds male genius in general, calling on works that offer other definitions of genius. Funny coming from a person who could not be farther from like a genius. Yeah, or funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean the show looks stupid. The premise is stupid yeah also just like like you're not from here so go away like you're you're <laughs> go do it like, at like I, the gallery of new south wales or whatever yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but the best is they, like people think there's like um there's like clapback uh pieces like the director yeah. of the museum who should be fired um it's like basically thinking there's like a conspiracy against uh hannah gatsby you know because like yeah, the only conspiracy is how like poorly fu- poorly managed your funds are. Like, I'll say it again: it's it's such a lame museum, and it's of its own making. Like, you yeah. could have a thriving, successful museum, but you keep on mounting really shitty shows. Yeah, it's like this show was made for like Park Slope uh, white feminists. Not even because I think even that that type of like demographic is like waking up to that stupid moment. Um, but like, what do you expect? You have a huge Banksy sculpture in your lobby. Yeah. Um, and you haven't Uh, really, you just, you don't, you're not a serious museum. And I don't mean that as in a patronizing way. It just feels like your attempts are not serious. It's like, you don't take it serious. You have a collection that you don't really invest in, 
the building looks like such a hodgepodge of like wings or whatever. It's just everything feels so indecisive. Having said that, I have seen some good shows in the Brooklyn Museum. They're just so like, it's sporadic. Like you can't rely on the on the Brooklyn Museum. Yeah. Um, I feel like I saw a show. At, I, at least I went to see a show at the Met, but. Sorry, I gotta look it up because, as I said before, my brain capacity is like severely diminished. Oh, there's also that that rooftop installation at the Met. You want to talk about that? Ugh, you no, know, it's not even worth our talking about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it just yeah, looks very, like it's made from styrofoam. Very woke, very woke, a rooftop installation at the Met. Um. Yeah, whatever. It looks like it's 3D printed. Okay, I'm just like, what is happening at the Brooklyn Museum? Like, Anne Pasternak was at Creative Time before. They did, like, very interesting public programming. And why is it now just, like, a shit show at the museum? But that said, I mean, all those, like, change the museum accounts have, like, not painted her in a positive light. So, yeah. Um, Oh, oh shoot! I, I mean, really want to. Wow, good. I really want to see the Cecily Brown show at the Met. It's uh, it's up until December third. I'll oh, find you some time go to catch with it. friend of the pod, Natalie. She loves oh, Cecily yeah. Brown. She told me she's going away for like a minute or two. We're trying to get uh, together before she's going. Say hi. Um, I will. I did see the R- Richard Avedon murals show, which is kind of like you know, it's uh, it's funny how if it were to be done these days it would really like get under my skin these like you know murals uh not murals but like group group shots of like cloud uh clout bombing yeah you know just like uh an all-star cast of like <laughs> like a por- all-star port yeah. portraiture uh, oh i'm looking i just looked it up yeah it's like it's like really in twenty twenty three it would be really annoying. It's like the Nicole Eisenman oh God. painting of all her artist friends sitting at uh Girl Itself Park or whatever, you know, the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Or any like T magazine profile of people and their friends. Yeah. What's that what's that magazine cover that did the like the bird's eye view shot of like, you know, a street block? Mm, that was either New York yeah. magazine or T magazine. Like yeah, the one in New York so where everyone was like composited. It's so fucking annoying. Or that stupid fucking Mark Jacobs desperate heaven oh or God. whatever. Like, God, girl, take your Every- third facelift and get out of here. And not even that. It's like, do you, you like it is. I'm embarrassed for you to even wanting to get an invitation to but appear it- in one of those photo shoots. Like, grow oh fucking up. Yeah. Grow up. But it's like Madonna hanging out on the Lower East Side with like the creme de la creme of annoying people. <laughs> like, yeah, or a bacterial girl. <laughs> oh my God. I hope um, it wasn't a tainted batch, Madge. <laughs> like, yeah. Something is she's fishy. So, she's so like notoriously. She's not a hypochondriac, but like you know, she's not a she's not a big drinker as much as she, she'd like. She wasn't into thing. drugs, although the blind items say that after her accidents, she's been on pills allegedly. She's she has too <sighs> much like, too much like uh, control control issues. To yeah, like, she's think. always been a control freak, and now yeah. I think the control bubble has popped. We need to get her to NA, 
um, allegedly. Well, anyways, <sighs> her her tour is not starting in nine days. I also talked to a friend of the pod who works on the tour. And oh, yeah, this is a, an inside source, a Thoughts on Art exclusive. Uh, they, they've all been put on... They've been furloughed for a month, oh and that, that's that's as of like a week ago. Oh my God. Yeah. In this economy, in this writer's strike? Yeah. Anyways, I have tickets to see her in August. I hope it doesn't get pushed back that much. Oh, my God. Um, oh, another great show I saw was the Sassoons at the Jewish Museum, because, of course, it's the Jewish Museum. They are, they are, <laughs> they are incapable of coming together with a show that's less than fascinating. <laughs> At the least, the Sassoon were the Sassoons were a uh, an, an Iraqi family who you know follow the traces. Oh of yes, the yes, British, yeah, yeah. Follow the traces of the British Empire through like the opium dealings and amassed a great fortune, but also befriended a lot of the artistry of that generation. Most specifically, John Singer Sargent, and so the show is both his is both both historical, but also very John Singer Sargent heavy, which if you are a fan of John Singer Sargent. Go see it. If you're not, what's wrong with you? Um, it's um, just such an incredible show, just full of filled with artifacts and Judaica items that they had commissioned throughout the uh, the centuries. Um, just gorgeous show, and I think Claudia Gold, the director, is leaving either at the end of the year or whatever. And I just really pray for this museum to mm-hmm. stay as amazing as it's always been. And next, the Vidal Sassoon show after Anne Pasternak <laughs> uh, ends up leading the museum. I mean, Which honestly would that, be an amazing show. I would see a Vidal Sassoon show. Yeah. I mean, having said that, the Jewish Museum ha- did have some like flubs in his past. In its past, uh, mo- more specifically, the group show, I'm trying to pull it up. They had a really stupid group show that was like very political, and it featured Chloe Wise as well. They also had a, like a Alex uh, Alex Israel. It's like they had an Alex Israel Chloe Wise Jordan Wolfson show called Annoying Jews. Yeah, and that like they have a uh, Deb Cass in the collection, and a Kahinda Wiley. Their collection, their permanent collection, is not that great. It's also pretty limited. Like they. They're not like other museums where they, you know, buy work into the collection after shows or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so their collection is fine. It's not amazing, but just like God, the kid, just that kid, like very large scale Kahinda Wiley painting they have up in the fourth floor. It's just such an eyesore. Like to be such a labored piece of art and at the same time be so like fucking tacky and it's just so like. Defon painting village. Ugh, not even. You think those those Chinese like uh, artisans like embedded racist oh my God, shut up. messagings in the uh ay ay ay. Yeah, that's about it. Oh well God. I'm I'm off for the summer and so technically speaking, theoretically speaking, we could record on a more frequent basis yes. now. If you guys wanna hear more Give us more. Yeah. Look, what an what an incredible track record. I'm just looking at the past exhibitions at the Jewish Museums. Rachel oh, yeah. I thought you meant our podcast. That too. <laughs> Louise Bourgeois, what a Freud's daughter. What an amazing show that was. Twenty 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 one. 
That what an incredible <laughs> museum. Up next, Amir Guberstein, twenty twenty four. Uh, I'd, I'd even wouldn't mind them asking me to work there again. Yeah. That's how much I love that museum. From Chagall, Isitsky, and Malevich. What a great show that was, too. The Leonard Cohen show. Have you seen that? No. I've Edith never Halpert. been to the... I've never been to the Jewish Museum. Oh, my God. What a great show. Sorry. Evelyn Witt. A, a mutual friend of... A friend of the pod. Nepo daughter. Oh, yeah. She did the sets in that Solange ballet thing, which friend yeah. of the pod Goretti saw, and she loved the sets. Matt Bass, Bass, had a beautiful uh, lobby installation when I was working there. Uh, and, of course, oh, Eliza Douglas also had a uh, had a lobby installation there. I recall that, those stupid hands. Uh, the Soutine Show, The Flesh Show, Martha Rossler. Just, I don't know. Man, what a great museum. Modigliani Unmasked. I remember working there when, when the Modigliani show was up. Every single person, like old Jewish uptown lady, was like, Where's the Modigliani exhibit? <laughs> um, oh, well. Mm. Well, let's Anyways. go when I'm in town in late October, early November. Yes. Will you have time then? Yeah, I'll be at work, but you're welcome to babysit. So you are, ret- <laughs> you are returning next year. I am, in fact, returning, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, come be our Polish nanny. Oh, sweet. um i cannot babysit until the kid's like five so why um i did the babysitter course as a kid and Mm -hmm. i only ever had to babysit like children that could like essentially take care of themselves but like needed supervision to not go missing or burn down the house so it's it's not it's not as complicated as you think it is. You really you just have to like strike some kind of connection with them, and then they're they're just happy to be with you in your presence, and it doesn't take that much. And then they get hungry, or you need to change a diaper. Okay, like, the my, diaper scares me. Um. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's really disgusting. Like, there's so much <sighs> misrepresentation about the lead up to this experience. Like, some things are like you're not like enamored of it just because it's yours it's revolting no. i mean no it's like it's really yeah no it's you know, really gross the the diaper genie thing should actually be like you know that thing they use to pack um like to go meals that puts the plastic yeah. on top there should yeah. be a thing where you can just like dip the baby and it just like <laughs> yeah re cleans and re-diapers the baby bottom also it's it's the the whole the name is so off diaper genie like something comes out of like a genie comes out of the lamp right we want the shit to stay in the bin and also it's just a bin it's not like it's not even it's not even a patent it's just a bin with a top and a sliding door and it's gross it's disgusting but she's the cutest thing ever she's very sweet like can't wait to meet You'll, her. Yeah, she'll love you. Um, well, my dad yeah. said that I was a very calm baby and did not make a fuss. But Bart yeah. made a fuss, apparently. Is that so? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, um, yeah, I'll, uh, 
Let's, we'll, we'll, we'll touch we'll touch base after I'm back yes. from this. And if Vegas, it, if if I come back from Vegas, oh my god, you might love it so much that you just yeah, stay. I can't wait to see the sphere. Maybe I'll get a commission to do. Oh my god, actually that would be amazing. Some, yeah, I could imagine an animation with like Amir Guber sign gestures all over the sphere. Yes. Um, um, or maybe we can do both of our both of our. Oh uh, yeah, globular faces can yes. appear on the sphere. I also would like a millions of milkshakes collaboration in Las Vegas. <laughs> um, and if if all all of you all want to keep hearing us, make sure you subscribe and share us to your social media accounts, and tell your friends, and don't report yeah. us. And hope, hopefully, I'll start reading that collection of essays by robert motherwell and like arts and stuff like that soon so i'll i'll share my thoughts with you on that and hopefully i'll see the barbie movie soon and i'll share my thoughts no sorry i'll be next door at the oppenheimer (laughs) screening (laughs) i want to see both um i just cannot stand the face of killian murphy but i'll see any christopher nolan movie so and next time we'll discuss and just like that season two (laughs) or not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay right. talk to you soon talk to you soon choose choose